Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and uh, folks, this is going to be a good one today. We've got Maggie DeCan with us, who does great work at the Children's Development Academy. Before we get to Maggie, though, I want to give a shout-out to Renaissance Bank. As you know, we broadcast uh, live from inside Renaissance Bank on Windward Parkway in Alpharetta, and Renaissance Bank just happens to be the best bank in Georgia. That's as voted by Forbes magazine. So, um, hey, and I believe it from my own personal experience. And the, the reason I see that see it that way is, and I think a lot of their customers do, is that Renaissance is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way. That's a pretty good mix. So if you're looking for that with your bank and you're not getting it, Give Renaissance a try. Go to renaissancebank.com. Find one of their local offices that uh, are nearby, some 200 across the south ready to serve you, and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And again, as I mentioned, Maggie DeCan is with us. Maggie is the CEO and Executive Director of the Children's Development Academy. Maggie, Welcome. Thank you for having me today, John. It's a pleasure to have you. And talk about uh, the Children's Development Academy and the great work you do there. It's my privilege. I have been with the CDA for five years, but the Children's Development Academy has been doing uh, the work that they do for 54 years. Wow. Yes, we were started in 1967 um, when the citizens of North Fulton kind of saw some poverty in their midst Mm -hmm. and said, how can we help? And it was the same year that North Fulton Community Charities was created. There was really a groundswell of um, social justice, a lot like today, actually. Mm -hmm. And our founders said, what can we do to make a difference? And they looked around and they studied other models and they said that they thought the best way to really make a difference was to start with the children. And so they gathered up the uh, children who didn't have reliable uh, childcare, didn't have access to preschool, a lot of them from the Groveway area in Roswell to begin with, mm-hmm. although we serve all of North Fulton County now. Um, and they started with a summer camp, and then the program went into volunteers' homes as a preschool. And then it uh, went into local churches using their Sunday school rooms while money was raised for our building, which is at the corner of Bush and Groveway in Roswell. Mm-hmm. And basically their goal was to get these children ready to compete with their peers who were attending preschool when they started first grade because there wasn't kindergarten back then. Mm. And so we have provided childcare for one to five-year-olds that focuses on high-quality early education um, really for over half a century. And um, the studies show how important high-quality early education is. Those first five years, it's almost impossible to get it back. But right. if you do it right, you can make a huge difference in the entire community. So let's talk about that for a second, because uh, one of the things that I have read is that uh, one of the reasons why uh, school systems test in third grade is because that's such a predictor 
of later um, advancement or or uh, uh, being behind or what have you. Talk about just the importance of that early education. Well, one of the statistics that came out in a recent book is that one of the predictors of third grade reading is what they use to project prison mm. needs for. Yeah. So there are some huge metrics like a child's birth weight. Does a child receive high-quality early education? Can a child read at the third grade level by the time they're in third grade? And studies have shown that uh, if a child receives high-quality early education, they are, yes, able to read at the third grade level. They're kindergarten-ready. They're more likely to graduate high school. They're more likely to attend college. They're more likely to have a stable family, hold a job, um, pay taxes. So it's been uh, proven out by that James Heckman, he's a Nobel Prize winning economist, that for every dollar you invest in a child's early education, um, within a generation, you will get $7 back. If you take that same dollar and invest it in children that are at high risk, mm-hmm. Um, you get thirteen dollars back. It's it's wow. a can't lose investment, and so we're um, uh, we're in that business of making sure that the children who come to us, and we serve about one hundred and fifty children a day, about a hundred families who really wouldn't have access to high quality early education without the CDA as an option. So we're open from seven a.m. to six p.m. We provide two meals and a healthy snack, literacy support, bilingual teachers. It's just, it's really an amazing place um, full of joy because of the important work that we do, but our clients are so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So Maggie, talk about uh, that, I guess the, first of all, let's get, let me get straight on ages, sure. what ages you serve. And when you say it's, it's all day, this must be entirely kindergarten and, and preschool, right? It's, um, so a child has to be one year old okay. and walking. Okay. We don't do babes in arms, although that's a big need yeah. in the community. So one through pre-K, mm-hmm. and then we do have some summer programs for pre-kindergartners, so we have uh, classes for one-year-olds, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, and then we have three classes of pre-K children. Mm, got it. And uh, so do you, do you do, in the summer, do you do other ages or have any other age? So in the summer, our one through three-year-olds go all year. Okay. And then in the summer, when our pre-K kids graduate, so to speak, um, we bring in two sessions of rising pre-K. So mm. we take children whose uh, primary language in their home is Spanish, and we provide kind of a preparation before they go to pre-K that's all in Spanish. And then we also have a program for rising kindergartners who maybe just need a little more support to hit their kindergarten readiness metrics. So we serve um, a pretty robust group of uh, children and family all year long. Yeah. Wow. So uh, talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, what that instruction looks like. I mean, part of sure. it is making education fun, and there's a lot of fun activities, but but talk about some of the instruction. Absolutely. Well, 
I'd love to have you come down for a tour. Because, I would love to do that. Uh, we operate on a four-acre campus in, just south of Canton Street in Roswell, mm-hmm. although we serve um, Sandy Springs, East Cobb, and all of North Fulton. Um, and we have uh, 10 bright classrooms uh, full of uh, mostly four-year, some two-year college-educated uh, preschool teachers, many bilingual, many different cultures represented we have a two-and-a-half-acre playground um, that has specific age-appropriate sections for each of the children. We have a bright, um, what we call West Hall, where the pre-K children learn to eat in a school-like cafeteria model. Mm. We have a kitchen that serves 70,000 meals uh, a year because of all the children that we feed. Um, and we also have uh, – we are uh, a building that supports other nonprofits – Home Stretch and Family Promise and the Groveway community all operate out of our building as well. So when the children come in and get dropped off, they start with a healthy breakfast, then there's circle time, then there's actually a curriculum that we follow. Uh, we're not focused on the children being able to read when they finish pre-K, but recognize letters, um, you know, know certain things. There's metrics that we try to hit. We also have a social and emotional curriculum where Studies show if you start building children's self-esteem and teach them stress tools early, they're less likely to become bullies or even become victims of bullying. So we teach our children to breathe and use their um, words and uh, lots of things that probably get reinforced at home as well, but are actually part of our curriculum. And then they have recess and um, they have these adorable little cots that they take their naps on and um, then afternoon uh, circle time. But we have stations for drama play and arts and crafts, and they can read. We have hundreds and hundreds of books. So it's really just, I call it the best early education money can't buy. Wow. Maggie DeCan is with us, folks. She's the CEO and executive director of uh, CDA the Children's Development Academy here in the North Fulton area. Um, let's widen this out just a minute and, and talk about, um, I guess, the issue of uh, families in need in North Fulton. So uh, those that are kind of on the front lines of this um, they may be disappointed that we're, this, we're talking about this after 50 years. I mean, you, you, this is a, your organization was started – to, to uh, attack this problem 50 years ago, and here it is, maybe the problem's bigger than ever. I don't know. What, what's your perspective on that? The problem is, um, I think, as big as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it, it starts, in my opinion, with affordable housing, mm-hmm. John. And I think that North Fulton is one of the most generous, caring communities whether you're talking about individuals or businesses, um, they re- we really care about our community. Unfortunately, because housing is becoming so expensive, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible for the people who need the who need the services to live near the services. So, our parents have to make a pretty substantial sacrifice to come and drop their children off and then hurry off to work. Now, some of our um, families work in the area and it makes sense for them, but others have huge sacrifices to be able to come to a place that maybe they attend free, maybe they pay $40 a week compared with $350 a week for the 
for-profit center up the street. Right. But it really is um, a, a matter of we have to find a way to make sure that um, not just the essential workers and the frontline um, workers, but the teachers and the firefighters and um, the people that we want to live in the community don't have to move way outside the North Fulton area to be able to afford. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a very generous and um, big-hearted community, but it is really challenging sometimes um, to make it convenient for people to get the help they need. For sure. Um, so uh, let's talk about the, um, I guess, the, the trajectory of the organization and talk about some of the, the uh, changes that you've made or uh, the growth that's occurred since you've come on as ED. And I want to get to your background in a second, but talk about some of that that's occurred over the last few years and kind of where the organization's going. Well, it was a strong organization when I started with mm-hmm. an excellent reputation. Mm-hmm. You say the CDA and people think good things, but there were a lot of people who didn't know what we did. So one of the first things uh, I did with my amazing board, we have really an incredible board full of lots of diverse backgrounds and um, and and thoughts and um, feelings on how we serve our community. One of the first things we did was rebrand and um we had a board member um, that worked with ASO, and they came in and they did a lot of pro bono intellectual property work for us. And so we went from being um, the Children's um, Child Development Association to the Children's Development Academy. We wanted to keep that CDA mm-hmm. that had such great brand equity, mm-hmm. and we were lucky enough that there was an A word that meant school so that people could figure out what we what we do, and it's really helped enrollment, and it's really helped awareness and engagement with our brand. So that was one of the first things that we did. Um, but we have been so blessed with um, the Hagen family did a five-year challenge that really increased our individual giving. Um, and then North Point has a challenge out for us right now for those who want to donate. So it's... Um, I have been very blessed with lots of great board members and staff who have been all in for the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and our mission is um, to make um, high quality early education affordable for every child, best start, brightest future, every child. And so um, over the last five years, we've done a lot of infrastructure things, renovated most of the building and um, made it through covid Knockwood. <laughs> right. Um, what we really want to do, though, is grow. What we would like to see is that no child starts kindergarten in North Fulton County without at least one year of high quality early education. And so we work with Fulton County schools to try and track who those children might be, identify younger siblings, and one center won't get that done. So uh, one of our strategic challenges this year with our board chair, Carlisle Douglas, is to uh, really grow in a meaningful way, mm-hmm. whether that's separate footprints, funding other education for children. Uh, we really want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to reach every child that we can. That's terrific. Uh, so, Maggie, I, I referenced your background. Let's talk about uh, your detour, uh, maybe, or, or uh, uh, morphing from the uh, corporate world into the nonprofit world? 
Well, uh, before I joined the Children's Development Academy, I was the president and chief operating officer at the Honey Baked Ham Company. So this time of year, I probably wouldn't have even had time to sit down. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, when I left Honey Baked, I, I knew I wanted to do something that really made a difference. And I thought that the three areas that I was looking at for nonprofit experience was were going to be women in leadership, uh, food insecurity, or mental health issues. But when the opportunity for the CDA came to me, I did some research and I realized that if children receive a high-quality early education, a lot of those issues are solved. They do have better mental health. They do have access to food. And um, and they're taught their self-esteem, women in leadership would probably uh, not be as big of a challenge. So I was really pulled to this opportunity in my hometown with so much potential and such a great board. And it's funny, I initially didn't um, qualify for the job because I didn't have five years of nonprofit experience. Mm. And uh, I went kind of back in for a tour and talked to them again. And um, they've, they figured out I was really serious about the opportunity. And it's amazing. Um, you actually have to be more strategic in a smaller organization. You have to decide what you're not going to do regularly. You have to prioritize with great discipline on what you say yes to and what you say no to. Mm-hmm. And um, the only thing that I really have a problem with is the title. The whole idea that the industry is nonprofit all profit from the work of these organizations. And so nonprofit is the opposite. If, if for profit is good, um, I just, there's so much good work that goes on under the guise of nonprofit and it, it just doesn't adequately express the industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's, uh, just go down a quick bunny trail here and give, give advice to those who are listening to this interview and thinking they want to make a similar change to what you did, uh, because they, they want, uh, they've got a purpose in their life. They want to fulfill by giving back, uh, talk, give, give advice to those, those individuals. That's a great question. And actually I'm always surprised by how many people really want to know about my transition and how I did it. Um, I would advise them to really start focusing on what matters to them and let their passion lead them and let their skills lead them. Um, You have to kind of be ready to make that change, but you also need to sell yourself. Don't let them turn you down because you don't have this experience or that experience. Really talk about your transferable skills. And um, it's, it's just fun to get out of bed in the morning and know you're going to go make a difference. And, you know, one of your biggest problems is you can't hear yourself think for the children screaming on the playground. (laughs) So you have to find um, your happy place where you can make a difference. And there's lots and lots of opportunities out there. I would also say a lot of people want to start their own thing. There are so many nonprofits. The last thing most of us probably need is another set of infrastructure, another set of overhead. Go find somebody you can add to. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, Cause there, there are plenty of great organizations already out there. 
that are doing maybe similar work to what you want to do. So right. check, check them out. And, uh, it's easier to add on to something's already moving. Right. Or serve on a board if yeah. you don't already. For there sure. You go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Maggie DeCan is with, with us folks, uh, CEO of the children's development Academy or CDA. Um, so Maggie, let's talk about the, the families that you serve. And, um, I mean, how, how do those families get selected and, how, how does that work? And, and do they, do they pay or not pay? How does that work? Sure. So we have a, uh, a wait list and most of our families come in off the wait list. Mm-hmm. They hear from, um, a local school or word of mouth or, uh, another family in their neighborhood. Um, over 50% of our families, um, are bilingual in their household. And we do have, um, a lot of people who speak Portuguese as well as Spanish now. So we kind of have to translate everything Mm -hmm. into trilingual. But a lot of the families who come in, we have a chart that gives them a scholarship based upon their household income, number of members of the family, et cetera. Um, The state does have some resources, both COVID-related and pre-COVID, for families who meet certain criteria. It's called a CAP certificate where we would get fully reimbursed for those. Of course, we try and get all of the families that qualify for anything like that, all that help that they can get. But for the most part, our families pay in the $50 a week range, which is sounds so affordable if you're paying $350 to the local child care center down right. the way. But if your family income is $30,000 a year, mm-hmm. um, then it's that's a lot. And so – my one of my dreams is to make the CDA what I call a free for all, where everybody gets to go um, free. And but it's challenging. A lot of our employees work in the gig economy and don't have the forms that you need to qualify for this program or that program. Um, it is not an easy administrative uh, maze to to follow. Sometimes yeah. to get the aid you you qualify for. For sure. For sure. So um, let's talk about, I guess, the what, what um, I mean, we're, we're here doing this show here on uh, November 29th, which is the day before Giving Tuesday. Right. So if you're listening to the show after that date, um, just know that what we're about to talk about is uh, come and gone, but you can do- donate anytime. But talk about the special thing that's happening right. here, this partnership that you've got for Giving Tuesday tomorrow. Absolutely. So Giving Tuesday is that recognized day at the end of the year where all the nonprofits after uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday try and make generosity the focus of the day. And we have been so blessed this year by North Point Community Church and their Be Rich campaign, which is funded entirely by their members. Um, they have put up a $20,000 challenge grant to us where if we raise $20,000 on Giving Tuesday, they will match it. So we've never raised $20,000 on Giving Tuesday mm-hmm. before, uh, but we're going to do our best um, this time to make sure that happens. So anybody who donates at cdakids.org, again, that's cdakids.org, will have their donation matched by North Point Church. And that's just huge to us. Uh, $20,000 sends several kids to preschool for a year. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, that's that's big time. Uh, uh, well, big shout out to the folks at North Point Community Church uh, for that partnership. But you've got uh, partnership support from a wide variety of the community. Why don't you give us a? You're going to miss somebody. I know, oh, I know. Uh, Maggie, oh. but but I, so I, apologies, folks, in advance to that. But just give folks a sense of how broad your support is. Oh, my goodness. We really, whether it's um, the Goizueta Foundation, which is so generous to us, uh, locumtenons.com, MIMS Enterprises, um, the Curtin Realty team, and many, many other realtors, they're incredibly generous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Martin's Gardens, like there's just so many. I, I, it, they're all on our website, but I, I can't tell you how how much it means for the business community to support us, including um, all the businesses that let their executives come and serve on our board. We have a 28 member board with all kinds of corporate backgrounds. Staff zone is represented and they're a new partner with us. Um, It's just, it's just really uh, incredible. And a lot of people want to come read to the children, which is tough right now because of COVID. Right. But we have lots of uh, volunteer activities that we figure out for team building. General Motors has come in and done some work for us. Um, there's just a lot of, of support for children. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants to make an impact in a child's life. and um, Or if they don't, then they might be Grinch. Right. Well, (laughs) well, that's true. But as you said, uh, this community is so uh, generous and so uh, 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 willing to to uh, not just uh, write checks but roll up sleeves. Right. So let's talk to those businesses out there that we're going to be optimistic, Maggie. They want to donate and they want to get involved in some way. So let's let's talk about. Uh, how they can get involved, what that looks like. That's wonderful. We'll take their time and talent as Mm -hmm. well as their treasure. That's right. Um, Probably the best way uh, for this is to just reach out to info at Mm cdakids.org and let us know what you're looking for. I see those come through, and we will get back in touch and find the right opportunity. Right now we have a Santa shop we're collecting bikes and helmets for, but we're always looking for things for our essential needs. We're always collecting books and doing different things. We have two huge fundraisers every year, our party on our playground, which was our inaugural event this year. It was awesome in October. And then our down home derby in May, that is kind of the charity event of the season. Everybody loves it uh, at a horse farm. So Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of different ways from sponsorships to volunteer to essential drives and donations that uh, companies can get involved in a way that people get to see their impact. For sure. For sure. So, uh, Maggie, this has been awesome. And I, I can't uh, imagine that there aren't some folks that want to learn more that if they don't know about CDA. So let's direct them to where they can learn more and um, donate. I'm sure there's a place on your website to donate, right? Absolutely. Again, that's cdakids.org. And up in the right-hand column, there is a, a right-hand corner, there is a big button called Donate, mm-hmm. which uh, we love. Or you can read about our organization and reach out to us. You can subscribe to our regular newsletter and learn more about us. Uh, we would just love to engage with the business community even more. 
That's awesome. Maggie DeCan, folks, she is with the Children's Development Academy. What great work you're doing. And thanks, John. Yeah, thanks to you and your team for uh, uh, the, the just tremendous work. So thank you again for coming in. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick reminder. If you need an innovative way to do some team building, this not not just the holidays, but uh, into next year, you've had uh, you're you've had teams that have been scattered by COVID, and you're trying to get uh, folks back together. Uh, here's a unique way to do that. Who thought standing around a table, seasoning meat, and cutting up vegetables would be a great team building activity? But it is, and you can do that at a- at ANS Culinary Concepts over in Johns Creek. Andrew Traub. He's the executive chef there and owner of the company. They do great work, and he and his team uh, have a great uh, environment for team building, and uh, they also do big green egg boot camps and corporate catering, and uh, they've got all sorts of great stuff going on over there. Give them a call, 678-336-9196, or go to asculinaryconcepts.com to learn more. I think you'll be glad you did. And folks, just a quick reminder that uh, North Fulton Business Radio is a search term to find the show on all the major podcast apps. If you're brand new to uh, hearing this show, uh, we're on show number 410 or something like that. We would love it if you would subscribe using your favorite podcast app and uh, share. And the best way to do that is tell others about it. And it's not about me or Business Radio X. It's about our great guests like Maggie that do great work, and we want them to be found. So if you could uh, uh, share the show and tell others, we would appreciate that. So for my guest, Maggie DeCan, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.